0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.
1: Hey Chadville, it's Friday at 2.05. It's Jalen Nye without my pal Andrew Gross. He's on the road heading off on his uh much deserved, much talked about holidays to, I don't know, he's gone to Florida or something like that for a cruise. Cruise goes through Cuba. I think. Yeah, well, going to Cuba or yeah. something, my producer. Brad Whisker in store, in store just for a few minutes today it's a Friday afternoon he's gonna set me up with all of my interviews and get the heck out of Dodge that's right yeah that's, that's the way right. it's done yeah, get eh?
0: out of here before you need me to do something
1: else <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so Andrew is away uh, today and uh, through next week but we have uh, some great interviews already lined up really looking forward to the show today um, I'll, I'll tell you all about it coming up but first off um did you hear that Robin Leach passed away?
0: I did, and did I know who this person was? Absolutely not. That's the second time I've disappointed you with uh, not knowing mm,
1: lifestyles of the rich and famous.
0: Yeah, I know. No, a, it
1: wasn't. Uh...
0: It didn't register. But I mean, uh, what was the band that I also disturbed you with by not Glass knowing? Glass Tiger. Glass Tiger. Yeah, no clue.
1: It broke my heart.
0: I did. I'm you, surprised you I'm here with heart. you right now. Yeah,
1: you know what? I almost went in and told Sid that y- you needed to go. You know? That's but, it. Uh, anyway, yeah, Robin Leach passed away, I think, age 76. And they said uh, uh, he'd been working. That show apparently only ran for about 17 months, just under uh, uh, two years. But I can remember watching it with uh, when I was a kid. And like long before the Car- Kardashians and long before any of those shows that you would see all of this you know, unbelievable luxury was that show and it was uh, yeah, it was a peek inside a world that most of us will never, ever, 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 ever see.
0: Yeah, and that's really neat, especially back then, like you as a a child watching the ins and outs of a celebrity life, you know these celebrities you see them on the news, but that trend really didn't start Till years mm-hmm. and years mm-hmm. later, all, and now there's so many programs where you see, go behind the scenes and see what they do and how they live.
1: You see some of the promos uh, from I uh, was I got stuck in a YouTube hole this afternoon, but you know, talking to Donald Trump, talking to Michael Jackson, t- talking to Pavarotti, just it's just uh, it was obscene how opulent, and I guess uh, it still probably is out there. But anyway, he has passed away, and again, it was the uh, champagne dreams and caviar kisses or something like that was was the tagline. Uh, did you watch any of the football game last night
0: I watched Pieces yeah oh uh, man oh man
1: yeah, They've was got to a, figure it out. It was a tough one. I know, um, you know, you, you, it started off and you're thinking, well, that great, uh, you know, JC Sharp play, you know, right off the top. Then you're thinking, okay, this is good. Then the cats go up, what was it, 10 nothing? And then we come back and then we don't score anything for, you know, with the better part of the second half. And it was just, what's going on?
0: Yeah. I mean, 24 points in the second quarter yeah. and then scoreless for the yeah. rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for a team that is so talented offensively to go three quarters in a football game without putting up a single mm-hmm. point, not even a rouge, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, the coach is going to be upset. Six and five right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's
1: not what they wanted. No,
0: no. You know, after 11 games, they're thinking we should be eight and three, mm-hmm. nine and two. Some of the games they've lost, uh, they just haven't performed well, or they've performed well for only portions of the game, and then the rest of the game, they just don't. It, it's like they just got their heads out of it, yeah. and they don't, they don't know what's going on.
1: Well, you know what, uh, Brian Hall will have much more uh, on on that, and a preview of the Canadian Derby coming up as well, a little bit later on. Brad, have a, have yourself a great. Uh, Uh, Have yourself a great weekend. Uh, Coming up on the show this afternoon, by the way, it's four months today to Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, I'm sure people are just loving well, to hear if, that. If you were
1: pulling out your sweaters this morning because it was yeah. only like seven degrees this morning. Um, uh, yeah, four months to Christmas Eve. Anyway, a great show coming up. Uh, want to talk more about uh, Maxime Bernier. Uh, we'll talk with uh, Dr. Dwayne Bratt coming up uh, right after the break. Also want to talk about road rage. Is it a natural reaction? There's been a new study. We'll talk to the guy behind it. It's really, really interesting. DV- Q, one of my favorite guests is going to be on the show, the celebrity barbecuer. She's in town. We'll have her in studio. So get your barbecue questions ready. And Julie Matthews, did you know there was a return fraud and how much it's costing Canadian businesses each and every year? Some things that you need to know as you get your kids uh, ready for back to school. Uh, All of this, much more on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. A quick break. uh, And then when we come back, Dr. Dwayne Brack will talk more about uh, the Conservatives. A 2 Well, aftershocks still rumbling across the floor of the Federal Conservative Convention in Halifax after MP Maxime Bernier's blockbuster announcement that he was stepping away from the party. It all went down yesterday. You heard it right here on 630 Ched. Bernier calling the uh, party he wanted to be the leader of, quote, intellectually and morally corrupt and says he plans on starting his own party. Now, what was expected to be a standard issue pre-election rallying cry when Conservative leader Andrew Scheer takes to the the podium at the party's convention tonight it may become one of the most important speeches in his political career political scientist and chair of the department of economics justice and political uh, studies at mount royal university dr Dwayne bratt joins us this afternoon Dwayne, thanks for taking the time no problem oh my gosh never a dull moment eh nope. what were <laughs> what were you thinking yesterday when you were watching when you were listening to bernier
2: In one sense, I wasn't surprised, because ever since he's lost the uh, leadership race for the Conservative Party, he has been poking at, at Andrew Scheer and other members of the Conservative Party. And he chose the timing of this, obviously, to disrupt uh, the policy convention of the conservatives, and uh, I think he he effectively did that.
1: Yeah, you know it. Um, it's it's been it's been uh, really interesting to watch over the past twenty four hours, and certainly listening to the uh, reaction from party members. Uh, many saying that he's just simply a sore loser and never got over losing the leadership. What do you say to that?
2: I think there's a lot of truth to that. Now he leveled. A series of policy differences mm-hmm. um, that he's had, but he ran on some of those and lost. Yeah, uh, Others like the supply management had been policy of the conservative government that he was part of, mm-hmm. that they never changed. In he fact, never did they, anything about it, yeah. No, when they uh, reached a deal with the, the European Union on a free trade agreement, they had to provide compensation. To Quebec dairy farmers, and that was part of the uh, part of the deal. Um, Bernier's had a remarkable career. I mean, he came in a, in a high-profile cabinet post. He crashed and burned uh, and was forced to resign over leaving uh, NATO documents at his girlfriend's house. And, oh, yes. you know, that famous photo of her in the dress at his cabinet swearing yes. in and the fact that she was dating members of the Hells Angels. I mean, it was a really juicy scandal when he left. Then he put his head down, worked hard got back into cabinet, um, ran a leadership race where he almost won, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think he's gotten over that.
1: Yeah. What do you think that this does to, con- to the Conservative Party, or do you think that you're, they're um, just kind of
2: you moving forward? I think they're happy to see him go. Yeah, see you later. I, yeah. And, you know, this idea that he's going to form his own party and mm-hmm. this will be a significant splinter group to the Conservatives. I just don't see it. Uh, you know, to be a leader, people actually have to follow you. <laughs> and when, you know, Preston Manning was involved in the Reform Party, it was a large groundswell of people. When Lucien Bouchard walked away from Mulroney's cabinet uh, over Meech Lake, he formed the Bloc Quebecois and members of multiple parties quickly joined with him. I'm not seeing a whole lot of support for uh, Maxine Bernier amongst MPs.
1: Do you think that he was hoping that those who supported him during the the leadership convention might be tagging along, or at least a few of them?
2: Uh, I think possibly, or he, you know, I saw him on, on Power and Politics, and he was talking about he's going to attract all the people who didn't vote. (laughs) And apparently the people who didn't vote didn't vote because there wasn't a strong enough conservative, pure conservative option out there. Well, if that's his battle plan, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure that's a very winnable strategy. And you look at Alberta. So he's been referred to as, you know, conservative Albertans, favorite Quebecer. And he actually had more support in Alberta than he did in Quebec in his leadership race. Are people going to abandon the Conservative Party of Canada? to join up with Maxime Bernier in Alberta, again, I I just don't see it.
1: I I think that there's a lot of people, certainly a lot of Conservatives out there, that at this point don't think it's a good time to blow blow up the Conservative Party of Canada.
2: Well, and and here's the other thing. I've been doing research with a colleague here at Mount Royal, uh, Bruce Foster, and what we've been looking at is the phenomenon of largely conservative parties in Canada breaking apart and coming together, and then breaking apart and coming together. The interesting part about that, both provincially and federally, is when they break apart, it's when they're in government. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Wild Rose formed when the PCs were in government provincially. Uh, the Reform Party emerged when um, uh, Brian Mulroney was in power. So, they break apart when they're in power and they come together when they're in opposition. So he's trying to turn that completely on his head and split the party while they're in opposition. And when you hear conservatives, they go, yeah, maybe Bernier has a point, and I like some of his ideas, but the most important thing we can do right now is remove Justin Trudeau from power.
1: hmm hmm And what about um, the, the, the comments from um, a lot of conservatives, including Andrew Scheer, saying that uh, the decision that Bernier made yesterday is going to help the Liberals get reelected. What do you think about
2: that? Oh, anybody who doesn't like the conservatives are cheering this. Yeah. You know, um, because they don't want good things for the Conservative Party. So uh, Michelle Rempel was also eviscerating in her, in her critique yeah. of, of Bernier. And uh, she said something about along the lines of, well, if he works as hard as he did in the Conservative <laughs> caucus, we don't have anything to worry yeah. about.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Uh, it's been, as I said, I've, I've loved watching the, the reaction to it. Now, the liberal reaction to this, fairly muted, not surprising.
2: Yeah, they're just going to watch and see what see what happens. I mean, he's not going to go to the Liberal Party. I mean, his view is that the Conservatives are are the same thing as the Liberal Party. Um, and to be fair to Bernier here, it's been a year since Shear has been leader, and he really hasn't stood out. He hasn't put a stamp on his his party. Mm-hmm. What does Andrew Shear stand for? So. Um, Scheer has not been a strong leader and I think Bernier took advantage of that
1: yeah now when we were talking uh, as i as I was introducing you this afternoon talking about this this speech that sheer has to give tonight and and now many saying that it could become one of the biggest speeches of his political life um what does he have to do tonight I mean I'm sure the the, the his speech writers are, are are furiously editing and re-editing and rewriting this
2: afternoon yeah I mean this is the challenge that he's got like do you use this as an opportunity to outline brand new proposals on on where you stand um if that's the case you know that that's quite risky mm-hmm. you know that that you're using this high profile if on the other hand it's just a speech about you know criticizing Trudeau's policy around immigration or Trudeau's policy on pipelines or Trudeau's policy towards India, Trudeau's policies around NAFTA. You need to identify what you would do differently. So he's announced he's going to India. Yeah. So what's he going to do in India besides maybe not wear traditional clothing mm-hmm. and take photo ops? Is he going to meet with the prime minister of India? I don't. I don't think so. Um, what is he going to do differently? You know, what does he suggest that Canada do? differently with NAFTA? What does he suggest we do differently about Saudi Arabia? What do we do about the pipeline besides just saying, get the thing built?
1: What about just letting Canadians know more about him. Part of the um, talk today has also been that that speech could just be uh, may allow
2: a little bit more an insight opportunity into- to introduce himself. Yeah,
1: because really, as you said, you know, he's he's been the leader for a year. But do most of us? Or I'm guessing the conservatives do. But how much do we know about the leader of the conservatives?
2: Yeah, and who is he speaking to? Is he speaking yeah. to the people in that room, mm-hmm. or is he speaking to the TV cameras and the and the people? watching uh if he's speaking to the tv cameras the unfortunate thing is he's speaking on a friday night yeah in late august in the middle of summer uh that's or the end of summer so that's that's going to be tough for him um so I, I'm interested to see what he does tonight.
1: Yeah, I want, I want to know more about him. I want to know more of where he stands and, and, and who he is. What do you think needs to be done um, maybe to build a little or, bit? Or
2: maybe he you know, directly addresses uh, the, the, the Bernier tweets, particularly around his critique of mm. dis- diversity. Mm-hmm. Do they come out and embrace Canada is a multicultural mm. society mm-hmm. where at the same time being very concerned about irregular border crossings. So, yeah. you know, how does he handle that?
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch and the countdown is on to that. There do you, do you think that there's the possibility that the Conservative Party could become more united after this weekend because of what's happened?
2: I don't know if they're going to be more united um I think they're united now in their opposition towards Bernier. I don't think they're united in their love for, for Uh Are we still talking about Maxime Bernier two weeks from now?
1: Yeah.
2: You know, I, I think that's one of the questions. He could very well win his seat again. He's very popular in his own constituency um, as an independent. But, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. So what is it then about about sheer then what does he have to do within his own party to get the support of his members
2: that he's the one who can lead them to election victory that in he's a the year one.
1: that's it yeah
2: does he have the gravitas to do that
1: mm-hmm. we'll be watching dr Dwayne Bratt, thank you for joining us on this friday afternoon appreciate it already take care now see bye bye now political scientist out of mount royal university um, yeah so andrew Shear speaking Uh, later on today so we'll be watching for that and and see what happens there but when you start listening to some of the comments regarding Maxime Bernier from from the party uh, members um, it's been interesting deputy leader uh, Lisa Raitt saying she doesn't think the moves going to hurt the conservatives at all.
2: Mr. Bernier Maxime made his announcement today and he's leaving our caucus
1: but the reality is that this conservative caucus is bigger than one it's many of us we are united we're ready And I'm just looking forward to the rest of the weekend to discuss things that matter to Canadians, jobs, economy. Mm -hmm. Tony Clement, who actually also ran for the leadership, said he was saddened by the move and, and, and called it the wrong thing. For uh, Bernier to do,
0: I think it's actually liberating for us because uh, we've rid ourselves of a giant distraction, while uh, saying things that are not mainstream. So uh, I, I believe that this actually rebounds in our favor.
1: And uh, Dr. Brad had talking about Michelle Rempel and uh, the immigration critic for the Conservative Party and some of the tough words that she had for him. I think my leader's comments were were very valid. That he made a choice a long time ago to put himself first. And as far as that um, speech tonight, from or this afternoon, later on, uh, later on today, from Andrew Scheer, um, Peter McKay is going to be uh, introducing Scheer before the keynote address tonight. He says people want to hear and see a clear vision from the Conservative leader.
0: Andrew is going to have to put his alternative out there, put his policies in the window, give Canadians ample time to be comfortable and attracted to those policies, so he has a wonderful opportunity to do that, and I'm confident he'll deliver.
1: And uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford throwing his weight behind uh, the Conservative leader today uh, as well. Um, he was saying that the federal party can have the same success as his party did in next year's election if its members remain united behind Andrew Scheer.
0: We won in Ontario because we listened to the people and because we stayed true to our principles, and
1: you can do. Do it too with a great leader and future Prime Minister, Andrew Scheer. That was Ontario Premier Doug Ford. So we'll keep you updated uh, throughout the afternoon as uh, more happens on that front. Some of your comments this afternoon. Um, <laughs> out of uh, Saskatchewan, Maxime Bernier is the federal liking to Derek Fildebrandt, radical And scandal-ridden, Sebastian says, I think they break apart in power because they figure out that the general population are more liberal and thus they have to move their policies to the left a little bit, which then doesn't go well with the hard-for-right Conservatives. Then they get all salty and break away. That's from Sebastian. This person says, we don't care about politics. Uh, And uh, this one says, does this political science? This is out of camera. So look at social media. Look at the comments section on Michelle Rempel's last five videos. Bernier has huge support. And then this one, Ford sounds like an evangelist. So there you go. That's the political part of the show this afternoon. Uh, We'll take a break here. Bob Layton doing news this afternoon. He'll have the 2.30 newscast coming up. And then on the other side, we're going to talk about when people snap. You go from fine to losing it within seconds. Is it natural? Is there a reason? Is there a, is there a reason hardwired in our brains why we do that? Well, you know what? Um, neuroscientist Douglas R. Douglas Fields, who is the author of Why We Snap, believes there is. He believes that we are hardwired for it. Uh, is road rage a natural reaction? We'll talk more about that coming up.
0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.